when I was in college, a bunch of us college friends would go to Disneyland on the weekends and I had a crush on this one guy and we would ride the Matterhorn and oh I would God. try to get to sit with him because before they refurbished the ride, you're, you're like sitting, you know, back to, not back right. to back, like you're like, you With know, yes, yeah, yeah, like the legs are around, yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. so you're like going up, PG thirteen way. Exactly. So you're going up the slope, and you're like, ooh, I'm touching, you know, like so. <laughs> Wait a minute. This was 2017, Sarah. We've been married since 2009. <laughs> All right. Now, now the now, truth comes you know, out. It does, but they've changed the seats since then, yeah. and you're now. Oh, oh yeah. Now yeah. you can't sit together. So. Oh, they're, they're, if, <laughs> if you rub against someone's foot, that's yeah. a lawsuit waiting to happen. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so I will say, if you're a teenager and you have crushes, then it's probably rated. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show, a podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Yeah. Woo! And you know, Jen, and we've had some great people on this podcast. We've we got have. Imagineers, former Imagineers. We've got authors and, and you know, people, just great people have been on this mm-hmm. podcast. And there are two people that I've been really excited to have on this podcast. Yes. Well, they couldn't come on today. So instead... <gasps> Just kidding. (laughs) No, I'd like to introduce you guys to our two special guests today from the Skywalking Through Neverland podcast. They're like they're like celebrities in the Star Wars and Disney realm. Really are. Richard and Sarah Woloski, the adorable duo. I listened to your last episode. The adorable duo themselves. Can we make that our word of the day? I think it's a great word. I think it's a great word. Pee Wee's Playhouse. When you say adorable, everybody just cheers. So, (laughs) Woloskis, how you guys doing? We are doing great now that we're talking with you two. Yeah, very Our day excited. just got better. Good. I know. Whenever you put the Main Street Electrical Parade in something, everything gets better. And right? so I love that your podcast name, <laughs> and we're so excited to be here. And just yeah. when you thought 2020 couldn't have any highlights, in comes you two. Well, you know, we've been tasked to save the world. That's just us with our, oh with our Disney God. shit. It's our burden to bear. If you guys could step on it, we're really missing Disney. <laughs> right. we, we're really missing the parks. We're 19 minutes right? away. So if you could really do something today, that would be fantastic. I'm yeah. trying. I'm doing my best here. Jen's been to Disney World. I'm going to Disney World in September, but you guys are waiting for Disneyland. There's not even an opening date yet. So, oh my God. so yeah. yeah, and it's. I feel like it's coming soon because downtown Disney has an opening date and whatever, but but it just, it just kind of in limbo I, for you guys. I know. It's yeah. like, that would be oh. that would be killing me, especially being so close. Yeah. Well, what's killing me is seeing some pictures from Batu East, and it's like, right. oh, <laughs> we can't get there here. Like, it's closed. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the lightning strike on Batu? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible. It, it hit Rise of the Resistance. And it was down all day yesterday from what I read. Because uh, it, I was like, yeah. oh. This is the work of the First Order if I've ever saw it. This is Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's coming back for episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you he thought didn't. I was gone. <laughs> All right, so. He's resurrected again. Yes. <laughs> Top of Exegol every episode. to East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Not that far. So. <laughs> 
East Coast to Gold. So top of our episode, as we always start, we, uh, we always ask the question, how did you Disney today? So we're going to kick it off with Jen, and then we'll go to Sarah and Rich, and then I'll end up with Jen. How did you Disney this week? So how I Disneyed since we just recorded, um, today I decided to wear my R2-D2 shirt, which I'll show on video because he's so cute. I love him. And I'm drinking from my Mary Poppins mug because, you know, why not? So I'm just Disneying in my everyday way today. And that's okay. <laughs> Rich and Sarah, how have you guys Disneyed this week? Either together or separately or whatever? We're talking with you two. Perfect. That's the perfect answer. The, yeah. That's like the ultimate how do we Disney this week. Well, I'm trying to think. I As, feel like. Aside from that, Sarah, yes. we should say that we just watched Escape from Witch Mountain. Oh, Ooh. On, on Disney oh, Plus. And I don't know how this. I loved the Disney matinee films when I was growing up in the 70s. Yeah. Right. I don't know how this one escaped me. I, it got right. This and the sequel got right by me, and I don't know. Oh, my know. gosh. And so, Sarah, you said you did or did not see this? I have seen both Escape. Two and, and Revenge Re of the Witch Mountain. Something from Witch Mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, only one time each. Attack of the Witch Mountain. Right, because right. my dad had an obsession with like going to Blockbuster or wherever and recording yeah. VHS movies. Um, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, David, David, you don't need to edit that out. They're out of business. Edit, edit, edit. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the grace period. I'm sure the going to years. <laughs> there's one Blockbuster. I'm sure they're going to call you. <laughs> Your dad put Blockbuster out of business, Sarah. It was his fault. <laughs> it took 40 years, but it got there. I mean, your dad and Netflix, maybe one more than the other, but they they both contributed, sure. I don't know. I don't know, but we have this massive like VHS movie library, which he had cataloged in an actual catalog. So I'd look through it, and he had them like the C's were the children's movies. And so I'd like go through <laughs> and I'd pick kid. like, oh, I want to watch this. Oh, it's on VHS number 68 at this timestamp. So I'd like go and I'd like put the VHS in and forward it to anyway. So that's right. how I would watch. For any of the kids out there, this was a system before <laughs> DVDs and Blu-ray and streaming where you had to have this cassette the size of a brick and you yep. would put it in this huge box and it would play. Sometimes it would wrinkle the tape. Right. You just prayed it didn't eat the tape. It was, yeah, <laughs> adjust the tracking. How'd you spell it? VCR? Yeah. In some parts of the country, it's pronounced Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, HBO and Showtime. Or I had HBO and Showtime growing up as a child. And so when I got oh. a, a TV and VCR in my room, the VCR was from Montgomery Ward. It was the size of a yacht. It was huge. And so I recorded movies off HBO and Showtime. And I had an always lengthened play. So you can get three movies on a video cassette. Yep. And so I had this this tower of like video cassette drawers that you could buy at Walmart for like fifteen dollars each, and just probably sixty or seventy movies in there. That's how oh I, that's how I watched The Princess Bride over and over. That's how I watched you know um, a Little Mermaid over and over when they premiered on cable. I would record them and watch them over and over. So oh yeah, loved it, loved it. I think I tapped out at about three hundred videotapes, mm -hmm. blank tapes that would record oh. stuff on. <laughs> 300 yeah and like 200 had little bits of star wars segments oh, on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if entertainment tonight or showbiz today would have a segment I, at seven o'clock they would repeat the shows at 11 o'clock so i my whole night was shot because i had to be there between 1105 and 1106 <laughs> to get the time when mary hart would mention return of the jedi mary wow. hart, oh my that's gosh fantastic. that's awesome <laughs> well i'm, I'm that's excited hardcore. I'm excited to show you my Disney because I actually finished. I actually did this last night, so this is not this is not even like just pulling something. This is awesome. So I have, and you guys may have this. I don't know, but I have 
the graphic novels to the Star Wars original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, the oh. prequel trilogy, and the sequel trilogies come out. They're hardback, and they're like $12 on Amazon. And it's beautiful illustrations. Um, I know you can't see that on, on the air, but uh, showing you guys. I mean, it's, it's beautiful work, beautiful artistry. This is Rogue oh, One. That's nice. I've got Solo. I think I've got the entire collection for like $25. Is it's this Marvel read. or IDW? Uh, this is, um, you know what? I'm not even sure. Uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press. Oh. Uh, oh yeah so huh. it's uh it's but they're graphic novels graphic novels and you can buy them oh. individually for like six bucks on on amazon but you can buy them oh, set, that's cool like the each trilogy in a hardback right. book and i think they're fantastic i really nice. really do and so they're really good collectibles and they're not very expensive and that's how i disney because i actually read rogue one last night and i was really excited because i love, oh, rogue. I love cool. rogue one i love rogue one so much I love rogue one. that's <laughs> one of my favorites it's my third favorite star wars film of all of them i yeah. love rogue <laughs> one so so much so one of the reasons we had Sarah, we're having Sarah and Rich on, besides the fact that they're awesome, is that we want to talk about Disneyland. But you know what? Before we even get to that, I do want to talk about Skywalking to Neverland because just personal, because I know you guys, I've known you guys for a long time. I remember the first episode I listened to you guys was like episode 30 or 35. This wow. is way back in the day. I think we were under another network. I think you guys were under the network. And then we joined networks uh, under a network with uh, my other cast, the movie show. And then you guys kind of branched out to your own. You have your own network now. So Skywalking to Neverland, um, you guys are hitting 300 episodes in a week or two. It's huge. Congratulations. That is awesome. awesome. That is <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, not only are we hitting 300 episodes, we're, but we're hitting our seventh year anniversary. Yes. Uh, that is really uh, cool, too. That's awesome. So it's kind of simultaneous, so cool. kind of around the same time. I mean. Um, almost. Yeah. Nearly. Uh, nearly within like two weeks of each other, mm -hmm. a month. Sept yeah. The end of September is our seventh year. Yeah. Our 300 episodes, like two episodes away and we're kind of pushing it. It's like, what do we do? <laughs> do we... <laughs> Uh, who, do we bring on uh, Russell Crowe for 300? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dude, what? score that. Yes. Well, Russell Crowe, that would be Gerard Butler for 300. And I probably oh. think you can yeah. get him because he's kind of out of the has fallen movies. He's already made like seven of them. So I don't know what else he's doing with this time. So yeah. I've, already, I've already forgotten his name. What did I call him? Gerard exactly. Butler? Exactly. No, Russell Crowe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Most people have. All right, so, you know what? We'll, we'll call him Macaulay Culkin and move on. Gladiator. There you go. 30 second pitch on Skywalking to Neverland. If somebody's listened to our show going, what is Skywalking to Neverland? What would you tell them it's all about? We are a weekly Star Wars and Disney podcast that celebrates the Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars fandom. We talk with creators. We talk with authors. We talk with the fan community. And from all that, we've just started going into Force Fest, mm -hmm. which is a, a springboard off of Skywalking and other shows. A lot of content creators got together and said, hey, there's no celebration this Star year. Wars celebration. Star Wars Celebration mm -hmm. Convention. So... Let's all get together and get all of our contacts, people we've interviewed mm. in the past, so all, all of the friends we've had in, in the podcasting universe, and let's just put on our Star Wars celebration called mm. Force Fest, celebrating a saga. And that's going to go on the yeah. weekend of, of August 28th through the 30th. And it's awesome. a virtual convention. So cool. And we have, I mean, we've organized and there are over... 55 panels that are going to run through that weekend. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lot of content creators are super excited to be joining us. And so kind of a celebration of, of a fandom of, of fandom. Yeah. yeah. We're going to bring happiness back to star Wars fandom. 
Good, good call. I love that. That's awesome. I love it. Happiness to anything in 2020 is fantastic. So I yeah. love it. Um, and, and, and if I can just, and, and to the audience too, I just want to brag on Skywalking to Neverland. Because again, I started in the early day. And, and while I haven't listened to all 300 episodes, I have gotten this one and that one and that one. You guys mm-hmm. have had on some amazing authors and creators, people who worked in Star Wars and Marvel and, and everything. And podcasting is one of those things where it's great when you listen to a good podcast, but you know it if you listen to a bad podcast, be it the production or the editing mm. or the mm. or the stumbles. And a lot of times, if you go back to the early days of any podcast, you'll hear the, the quote-unquote bad podcasting as they grow. You guys have incredible production value. Yeah. Your show sounds great. You guys sound great together. Obviously, the chemistry is good because you're, you're a couple. You're together. You're married. <laughs> but... But you guys have put on a phenomenal show. And for anybody, I would say, that's a Disney, Star Wars, Marvel fan, any kind of pop culture like that, give Skywalking a try. Um, you know, they've got, you, guys have on, you guys have had some amazing shows. And I'm just really proud of you guys for hitting 300. I just think that's fantastic. So well, good you. luck to you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And, and in our, our opinion, if someone is going to devote an hour or two listening to us, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're, we're going to yep. make it worth their while. Yeah. 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 And, and make I it just, fun. And I do simple edits, Rich. I can't imagine the stuff that you go through every week on your podcast, but doing all the sound <laughs> and editing and everything like that. And, you know, he has a lot of fun. He's a sculptor, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. sculpting these conversations, just yeah. making it, making, making sure that no one's talking on top of each other, right. taking mm-hmm. out some, maybe a stumble or someone said, oh, wait a minute, I meant to say this yep. came out in 1983, not, not, not 1982. And yeah. we don't want the guests to look bad. So we'll, right. we'll finesse that and make it sound very very smooth mm-hmm. yeah. well jen and i are busy so if you guys look bad that's on you <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to talk Whatever. a little disneyland we're going to do something called what we've done before overrated underrated and rated rated and because obviously we don't have all day because it will take us all day to go through the entire disneyland park i have selected 10 experiences rides attraction things in disneyland disneyland park to talk about i'm gonna throw them out there one by one and we'll go around the circle and just say whether they're overrated get too much credit they're just perfect. People talk about them as they should, or they're underrated. We don't really talk about as much as we should. And at the end of it, we'll talk a little bit about, about some that may be missed. And the first one I'm going to throw out there is Oga's Cantina. Now, of course, we're talking about just Disneyland, not Disney World. So Disneyland, oh. Oga's Cantina. Uh, Rich, I'm going to let you say, is that is it overrated? Is it underrated? Or just, it's kind of perfect where, what we hear about it. That's a good question. And knowing what we had known in the past, we, we had we knew people who were designing from the ground up. So mm-hmm. we saw of the, the first iteration of what Olga's was supposed to be. We heard about it. We heard about mm. it in the, in the planning process. Not going to name names because I don't want to, you know, I'm <laughs> not going to call it the guilty. But I, for what it is, I think it's it's fun. You get that Star Wars experience. The set design is phenomenal. You'll mm. see the blaster marks on the wall and go, oh, that was made in the book Thrawn Alliances. That was yeah. right. Pat, Padme Amidala made that blaster mark right over there. And you see all of the contraptions behind the bar, mm-hmm. which are all very Star Wars-esque. They have the, mm-hmm. the IG-88 heads that they use for <laughs> a New Hope set design. Right. right. They yeah. have so much. They have DJ Rex. So I would say it's, it's a fun experience. I just think it's a fun experience for now. And there's so much room to grow with Olga's Cantina. So would you say it's underrated then? I mean, overrated? No. Or just rated rated. Maybe I would say it's, it's rated. Okay. It's, it's, it's <laughs> rated because I know there's, there's so much where you can, where you can grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah? And yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm, 
I have a hard time with this because it's a fun experience and it's one of the first things I wanted to do when I got into Galaxy's Edge for those reservation periods. And so like, I think in that sense, because I had the, those reservation periods, it's almost, it was overrated because you're like, Oh, I got to get in there. I got to mm -hmm. get in there. I got to right. get in there. And then you get in there and it's, it's really cool, but it's very expensive. <laughs> and like yeah, the expensive. drinks yeah. are very expensive. Yeah, but you have, you have DJ Rex there. You do have DJ Rex. Who is so, from Star Tour. So that really ties everything together. So I think the first time you go in, it's definitely worth it. It's rated. Right. But like mm -hmm. after the first time, it's like you don't have this burning desire to go back right. um, soon. I, you know, well, like yeah, well, it, for special occasions, yes. Only so say. many times you can pay $16 for a fuzzy tauntaun. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so that true. would be, so if there was a scale, rated was in the middle, it would be like tipped a little bit to overrated. Okay. And the, the first say. week, I'll say the first week was very fun because yes. all of the... The pay, all the, uh, the, the I don't want to say workers, mm -hmm. oh, but the, the cast members. Oh, the yeah. cast members. Citizens. Yeah, but, but mm -hmm. in this, they're more than cast. They're, they're characters in Ogas. Mm -hmm. We're really into it. Yeah. The yeah. last time we were there, like, okay, what, what do you want? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. They, I yeah. think they were over it. <laughs> and I wish they would go back to being in character. And mm -hmm. that's where things had faltered because they were, they were going to get actors to play these parts but then mm. they went over budget so they couldn't get actors so they just told the cast members hey you know what just beef up your character and i think toward the end they're like you know what this is this place is really really crowded people are stealing our yeah. coasters and menus it just yeah, <laughs> and, okay. sporks. And, and sporks and sporks yeah okay a a, a fizzy bespin bespin fizz all right coming up <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so i think honestly and i've only been there to i've only been to disneyland's Ogus cantina one time and for me I would say that same scale that Sarah was saying right in the middle, I'm going to go a little to the left of underrated. And here's why, because I think a lot of people that go in there aren't the star Wars purists and star Wars, like full of the star Wars mentality and knowledge that you, that you guys are. Cause you mentioned IG 88 and Padme's blaster. And I think a lot of people won't notice that. And I think there's so much in there to look at and to see and to decipher and figure out. Cause a lot of people go in there and they're like, Oh, it's a fun fizzy. What is this? A fuzzy tauntaun? That sounds funny. Oh, look at it. It's so it's so bubbly and great and everything. They drink it and they get out without taking the time to look around and really appreciate the detail that's been put in there. And that is cast members aside, um, just looking at everything in there. Cause I feel like I could spend an hour in there just looking at just things and finding out where does that come from? What does that mean? Oh, is that actually, is that actually a mark on the wall? Does that mean something? Or is that just a scuff in the plaster when they were putting it in? What does that, you know? And so I think it's slightly underrated for that purpose. You're right though. The prices are definitely overrated because a blue milk outside in the park is like $8. A blue milk yeah. in there with, a, with a stale cookie on top is like 14. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Jen, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to call it rated. And here's why, because like for me at this point, I'd edge it just a little overrated. However, like the first time I was in there, I just, I loved all the detail. Seeing Rex was, was huge to me. I was like, Oh, it's my Rex. I love um, and, but you know for the average person who enjoys star wars you know likes you know likes galaxy's edge likes you know the movies but maybe isn't like super super hardcore like it's a must see you have to see it um so i'm, I'm gonna give it just like a kind of a straight up rating. very good nice. let's stay in star wars uh, galaxy's edge and let's go to rise of the resistance sarah i'm gonna let you kick this one off overrated underrated or just rated perfectly well that depends on what it is rated. Like, what is the actual 
because I think it's it's I, I I guess I wouldn't say underrated because everyone's like raving about it, right? And it's worth the raves. So I so guess would, would your dial go to eleven? Yeah, and yes, it, it really my dial is, will go it to is your 11. dial that you're you know yeah, it's your yeah. decipher and what what those words mean. Uh, okay, so I. Yeah, I would say it's it lives up to the hype. So I guess that would be rated yeah. uh, because yeah. it is an amazing experience. You don't want to say too much, but I just, I love how, you know, the queue kind of melds into the ride and you don't oh, even yeah. know it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's an experience. It really mm-hmm. is. And, and you don't want to do it too much either because you don't want to like spoil it for next yeah. time. Like we right. were at the press uh, thing for press Disneyland, opening. the press opening. Mm-hmm. And we had the opportunity to go on it multiple times, but I think we only did it, what, three times? Three times. Three times. And we, we had one more opportunity to go on it again. And we're like, we don't want to do that because we had already <laughs> yeah. scheduled Richard's birthday was at the end of the week. My dad was in town and we were going to have this day of going on the actual opening day of Rise of the Resistance with our families. and Which I've, I've got to thank Disney so much for having this press day on my birthday, yes. January 16th. Yes. So- Really nice of them. Really, yeah. really nice of them. <laughs> yeah. You can, th- you can thank Jen for that. She called the bobs. And so, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger, Chase, come on. Yeah, come on. So. <laughs> but yeah, so we did not want to go on it again because we wanted to, you know, it, it was special. It's, yeah. And Perfect. keep it special. I'm going to say it's exactly rated perfectly. Too. You're right. Everybody raves about it. Everybody loves it. It is an attraction that, in my opinion, that if you take out one component of that attraction, it loses something. Like mm-hmm. just the ride itself at the very end, zipping through whatever. It's good, but it's not like oh my gosh, it's mind blowing. Standing on there on, on the on the uh, um, on the Starship Destroyer with all the stormtroopers, it's also mind blowing. But if that's all it was, it'd be like okay, I've done that. Whatever. Put all the pieces together, and it, it mm-hmm. makes a perfect, fantastic ride. But I'm gonna say all the raving is is perfect. It's it's credible. It's mm-hmm. right. But it's rated. I don't think it's underrated. Overrated. It's right there in the middle. Jen, your thoughts. I would agree. And I think that's what I was most scared about is because I wasn't able to get down. I was there for when that two opened in Florida, but of course rise wasn't up just yet. Cause rise opened later on both coasts. And um, I was so worried that everyone was like hyping this up, hyping this up. And I was going to be like, really, this is it. And I, it was not yeah. the case at all. It was every bit as amazing as everybody said. It was absolutely as visually stunning. So I'll give it rated. Perfect. Rich. Off the charts. Off the charts. charts. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a a ride or an attraction. This is an experience. It is. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. for the the casual Star Wars fan, phenomenal. The rides, the the actual attraction itself combines everything, every kind of ride format and experience. And so that right there is truly amazing. But for the hardcore Star Wars fan like ourselves, walking into the queue, it's like, oh, this was seen in the mm-hmm. novel Black Spire. This is where Vi Marathi mm-hmm. had to go in here like Indiana Jones and carve mm-hmm. these tunnels and get rid of these, these explosive mines. And you can see some of that evidence. Yes, yeah. yes. So as soon as you walk into the line, if the line is two hours, so what? I have all this stuff, this great stuff to mm-hmm. look at, which is just so on point because you can like, uh, this is an A-wing outfit, and there's a, a B-wing pilot outfit right over there. And then when you get into the Star Destroyer hangar, or not, or even before that, you see Ray and BB-8. You get <gasps> oh, on the, the shuttle. X-wing. Pose X-wing. Pose X-wing. Oh. And, and, and Captain Beck. And you see Nine Numb. So right there, you are into this story. You're not just watching. Mm-hmm. You're not a casual observer. You're not a spectator. A spectator. You are into the story. So now you're in this shuttle. 
and the, the First Order is attacking, not just attacking the resistance, they're attacking you as well. They, get, they have you, you're, you're, you're hostage, you're brought on board this humongous Star Destroyer hangar, and all the cast members, A+, plus, on yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they march you to the, 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 uh, onto the, the card that brings you to the rest of the ride. Everything right, if, if you just let yourself go, and and enjoy it for what it mm-hmm. for what it is experience. Sometimes you'll see people going, "Oh, I'm not going to do this." Oh, first order, you can't boss me. No, no, no. you know what? <laughs> and incorporate yourself into this, yeah. and you will have the most amazing time. And yes. when you're in the ride, you're zip zipping through different tracks, and you're going up against Adats, and there's Kylo Ren over here, and there's General Hux right over there, and there's Finn hiding behind a a, a crate. So you can see it a couple of times before you see everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Agreed. I, can I just mention one little story? I, we had an interesting experience because um, over the summer when Batu opened you know, in 2019, we had we got the opportunity to talk with a lot of the Batu citizens, and we did a couple videos, you know, just mm-hmm. talking to them about things, and then all of a sudden, these Batu citizens have been recruited as first order, and we see them in the first order in this ride and we're like oh no you've been turned <laughs> to the dark side like it was really interesting seeing them in that way when we had just mm-hmm. been chatting with them outside of the ride before it opened so oh my gosh that's kind of cool. cool it's such amazing storytelling and i know that like you know good universal and harry potter the wizarding world yeah. they've done some great storytelling there too but it's you know with, with the castle with hogwarts you walk through the castle you see everything but it's not as if they're drawing you into this. You have to just walk through and visually right. see the story and then you get to ride the ride. Whereas from the very beginning of Rise of the Resistance, it's one piece of the story mm-hmm. and then another and another. And they're telling a complete story, which is so cool how they do that. Because oh, you yeah. feel like you have been in an episode of Star Wars when it's all over. Like you've just yeah. been in a 30-minute live action episode of the series on Disney+. Plus. Seriously. You know, it's it's yeah. great. So Yeah, and, the, and the, the physical effects they incorporate in the ride is mm-hmm. tremendous. I would recommend do not watch any of the behind the scenes of Rise right. of the Resistance because no. it will spoil. Like, because there's a like, how did that lightsaber just come through that wall? How are they doing yeah. this? Yeah, don't. Yeah. We made no. the mistake of watching this behind the scenes. Like, oh, I wish I didn't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you still love it. I see that lightsaber. <laughs> I think, oh, okay, I know how they yeah. do that. But still, right. it's it yeah. is it is truly phenomenal. Yeah. Cool. All it right, is. so let's let's jump out of black. Uh, uh, let's jump out of a uh, uh, black spire of the galaxy's edge and jump over to a different part of the park. Let's do something easy like the Main Street vehicles. Over, Ooh. under, or rated, rated. And I'll start this one. I think they are underrated. And the reason that, this is one of those attractions that people just don't really ride unless they feel like, well, what else are we going to do? Let's do it. Or I've never done it. Let's just try it real quick. I did. We did the Disneyland challenge last May in 20, 2019, where we rode every ride in Disneyland during an entire day, including the Main Street vehicles. And it was just so fun. We, we sat on the, little, on the little carriage with the horses, went up and down Main Street for a, for a few times, talked to the cast member, waving at everybody and everything. And it was just this like 10 minutes of just, you know, before the hustle and bustle, the go, go, go of, of the parks and everything, you just kind of sit back and relax. And it was, it was really cool. And I feel like it's just one of those attractions that people just skip over and they don't really pay attention to. Oh, look, there's a trolley and a horse. Let's keep going to Space Mountain. And it's, I think it's kind of underrated. And I think people really need to pay attention to those. Jen. Yeah, I'm going to call it underrated as well. It's just one of those things that you're like, oh, I mean, it's not super thrilling. But then when you get on there, it's just so nostalgic. And you're like going up and down the street. And sometimes, like for me, I see details that the Imagineers put in that I would not have seen otherwise. Especially if you're on like one of the double-decker ones, you know, on an upper level, you're seeing like, 
closer to the different windows and things. So I just think it's so nostalgic. It's so beautiful. And um, I think people need to do it more often than they do. All right, Jen, I'm going to argue that point. I don't want okay. people to, to ride these rides because we do a lot of videos at Disneyland and <laughs> get the most amazing shots, these amazing dolly shots on yep. these big double-decker buses. And sometimes you have someone in front of you with a blinking Mickey ears. It's like, oh, if only that person moved their head to the left, I could get this amazing shot of the castle. So I want to let everyone know that they're, they're very overrated. Just yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, probably, that's probably a good point. Walk yeah, through the, yeah, the air-conditioned stores and you'll be better off. I stand yeah. corrected. I yeah. stand corrected. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I see your point, Richard. But I do have to go with my gut and say I believe they're underrated as well. And I feel that like once you step into one of those rides, you are traveling back in time. It's mm -hmm. almost like it's a time machine, really. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Jen, like you, it really, you notice things that you don't notice before because you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about walking or wide walkers or people stopping and texting and right, or strollers. Just, and <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so you're just riding and looking around and maybe watching the horse if that's your thing. Like, and, yeah. and you can go up to the horses sometimes yeah. and they let you, you know, say hi to them. Although I'm allergic to horses, but I know oh. my my friends who love horses love that. Even and before social distancing was a thing, she was social distance the horses. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but and then Six you can eat horse. <laughs> exactly. And then if you are there enough, you get to know the horses' names and what they look like. And I know some people like look for their favorite horse, which is fun. And the only problem with it is they end at like three or four PM every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And I wish they would still go like at night. How cool would it be to be riding that at, at night? night. Yeah. And I bet you could see even more interesting details. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a yeah. reason for that. Oh, it's the, probably the horses. They're probably the horses. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the visual. So you want to bring visually. the horses out during the hottest part of the day? Yeah. <laughs> Why not bring them out from three o'clock on? Yeah. I, I think it just has to do with their vision. I, I think. I mean, I, I don't really know, but yeah. that's Maybe what I Maybe it's a horse assume. union thing? <laughs> I didn't really look into this. I'm sorry. Yes. We, we dropped the ball in the whole horse awesome. union debacle. Yeah, we'll, we'll just end the show right here until we get this horse thing figured out. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Like, I'm sorry. All right, Jen, I'm going to let you take this one. All right. On this one Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. And we oh. love Disney World. We know we've, you and I have been on it a thousand times. Let's talk about Pirates at Disneyland. Over, under, or just rated. Okay, so typically when I hear people speak about Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland, mm -hmm. they are so complimentary. I, I don't want to maybe say raving, but I mean, kind of raving, especially if they're comparing it to World. So I'm going to call it rated because I think they're correct. It is fabulous. It's, what is it, 14 minutes, I think? Yeah, it's like a 20-minute ride. Really. It might be more like 20, but I just think the imagery is so beautiful it really tells a story like the one in world it kind of tells a story mm -hmm. but the one in land tells a story yes. and i i mean i love it so much more than disney world <laughs> i get mad like we were in disneyland in january mm -hmm. i was like yay that i was in world in march and i wrote it i was like yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. you can't ride those two rides so close together you have to it's put, wrong like, several like months of separation it's just, it's <laughs> i mean i still i still love world nostalgically mm -hmm. but Course. So I'll call it rated. <laughs> I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a really fun ride. It's a great story. And I love the fact that they keep evolving the ride. Mm. Maybe take away four or five of those animatronic Johnny Depps. <laughs> <laughs> 
some of them just don't look even the the models from the when the ride originally opened looked much more realistic than the yeah. jack sparrows they put in a couple of years ago and it's a great ride if you want to get some sleep yes <laughs> yeah it's it really it's because you're in the boat it's rocking you back and forth it'll lull you right out so you're kind of leaning ride a little in the, the overrated the i think I, but I still love the ride. Yeah. I love the imagery. I love all the iconic images with the guys behind the, the bars and the the uh, battle between the pirate ship and the mm. people on, on land. Mm. Uh, ever since I've been there, when I first, was first there in the 80s, up until now, I think it's just such, such a fantastic tableau that they've mm. created for you. I, I just can't. Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those rise of the resistance where they put you right in the middle mm. of, the, of the action. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I so love that. I feel it's rated as well, especially Disneyland's version, because you're right, it's, it's longer, it has more tableaus. And one of the things, I just have a fun story with that, is um, I grew up in Austin, Texas, and I came out here for college. So Pirates of the Caribbean came out when I was in college, and I saw it first at the AMC Theater in downtown Disney. And so when Pirates of the Caribbean comes to that scene where they show um, the dog and the people with the key going, mm -hmm. yep. I can't whistle, yeah. but they're doing the whistle exactly from the ride. Like everyone in the audience just laughed. And then I went home for summer and I saw the movie again with my parents in Austin, Texas. No one laughed at that scene because they didn't know. They oh weren't like, they, they weren't going to Disneyland all the time and they just they didn't know that that was a reference to the ride itself so I thought oh, that, that was, was crazy cool. yeah that's I, I would say that's one of the must ride yes. at Disneyland yeah. oh definitely just if you're out in the sun all day yep. and you're walking just know that there it, it may just put you it may lull you to sleep yes. <laughs> and you're trying to fight it's it cool. yeah, it's cool cool in there yeah you're getting sprayed by a mist of water mm. Mm. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like that Ellen ride at Epcot. <laughs> like, Universe it, of Energy. Yes, it, it's like a 65-minute ride. Mm. And I that think was I, nap time, baby. Yeah. I think I've seen maybe six minutes of that ride. <laughs> my my <laughs> wife, I don't. When it was open, I don't know that my wife ever made it through the entire thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> by the end, you could like stretch out across an yeah. entire bench by like, yourself. It, it I don't think Ellen DeGeneres has ever seen that whole no, ride. I know it's legitimately forty was 40, 45 minutes, minutes. I think forty yeah. minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, forty five minutes. It's crazy. So for me, Pirates of the Caribbean, what makes Pirates more than anything else is that opening scene through the bayou. I and you look over there. There's the Blue Bayou restaurant. You're seeing people mm -hmm. eating their steaks and stuff, and you're like floating through the bayou with the fireflies on the left and the old and everything before you get into the ride itself. It is. It's. I love that opening scene, and to me, that's one of the best opening segments of any attraction at, at any yeah. Disney park. I love it so mm -hmm. much, and so I'm gonna say rated to the point where it almost is a little underrated because I don't want people to ever go thinking, well, I've done the one over there. I've done, you know, I, I, I will skip the one over here doing something else. No, don't. But, but I think Rich is right. I think it is a must ride. No matter what mm -hmm. park you go to, you got to ride it. So absolutely. Very good. All right. So Rich, you're, you're going to get the next one here. Mr. Toad's wild ride. Which one is this one? <laughs> I always get this and Peter Pan and Sleeping Beauty. All oh, those storybooks, dark rides. So this is the one where you go yeah. to hell. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I love this. Now, I not, love this We're ride. not still talking about Ellen. We're talking about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> right. You know, to each is your own, okay? Yeah. Uh, I love this ride because it's just so non-Disney, but yet yeah. in yes. Disney... Yep. You know, you would think, Walt Disney had a problem with Haunted Mansion that, oh, you can't to go too, too scary, scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what 
on my lunch break, I'm going to go to hell and go to Mr. Toad's, okay? <laughs> so there's a little disconnect there. And each time I ride, it's like, all right, this ride is still open. I love this. Yes. In 2020, no one's complained a billion times or retweeted how evil Disney is for having this ride open. Right. Right. It just goes under the radar, and yeah. I, I love it. I love the imagery. Mm-hmm. It really harkens back to when I was a kid mm-hmm. going on these dark rides. They were very the cardboard cutout. Cardboard cutout. <laughs> yes. You would go very slowly serpentine around these witches going, ah, ah. <laughs> And so that's it's a very nostalgic ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah? And, uh, and it's air-conditioned. Yeah, yes, it's air-conditioned. that is huge. So it really takes you out of the whole hell atmosphere. So on that, I'm going to say, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Pick a lane, people. Pick a lane. Is it hot or is it cold? Uh, I'm going to go with Richard on this one. I feel like it's rated just right, I guess. Um, and And... Yeah, what he said. I, I I don't have much of a of a pull towards this yeah, one. Yeah, we don't really go on yeah. this ride all that much. No, if if the line's five minutes, we'll go on it. Mm. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, we usually go sit down at the Pinocchio now Rose Tavern restaurant and mm. have a bite to eat. Yeah, okay, been there, done that. Check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for me, Mr. Toad, and I love this ride as well, comma but comma. I think it might be a little overrated there's so much nostalgia to this ride people come there and they gotta ride mr toad because i've heard all about it. it used to be at disney world now it's not now it's disneyland and the ride yes you do go to hell but it it's almost like it's the same ride as winnie the pooh except it's got different imagery imagery you're bouncing through the track you got the little car going back and forth or whatever and it's just i could see where somebody would get off this ride going that was it there was that, that's all that, that's all we got so Again, back on that series little dial where you got rated right up and down, maybe slightly two notches to the overrated, but barely, but not quite. I saw Jen's face like <gasps> shocked when I said that. Mm-hmm. Rated to slightly overrated. Please do it. I love the ride itself. I do. Uh, if you've never done it, you should do it. But it is one of those oh, because yeah. because people can't come off of it going, that was that was all? Everything I've heard about this ride, that was it? I, I can see it being slightly overrated. Jen, your thoughts? <laughs> I mean... I see what you're saying, but it's Toad, and I can't ride it in Florida anymore, which ticks me off, like slightly bitter at Winnie the Pooh, even though I love you, Pooh. <laughs> slightly bitter because you took my Mr. Toad. Um, so I, I've got to give it rated probably mostly for nostalgia and also because seriously, where else are you like, in a theme park? Are you going to hell in the middle of the day? And it's totally cool. Well, <laughs> you've, never been, you've, you've never been to Magic Mountain here in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's true. I, have I was about to, to say, you've never been to Six Flags in Atlanta, Georgia in July. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh boy. <laughs> um, but I love me some Toad. I love the photo op in the front. Mm-hmm. I always, oh yes, the photo op is fun. <laughs> we like Magic Mountain too. It's just very hot up there in the uh, in the high it's valleys. It's very hilly. It's a very hilly park. Yeah. Anyway, one more in Fantasyland. Uh, it's a small world. The Disneyland oh. version. Uh, rated? Overrated? Underrated? What are your What are your thoughts on It's a Small World? Ooh, okay. So I'll take this one. Uh, the Christmas It's a Small World is amazing. I love it so much, and I feel like that is probably rated or even underrated because I feel like you can't, it's not Christmas until you've gone on this ride Hmm. and seen all them decked out in their Christmas. Remember that one year, like they had just opened and it was November or something. And we went on that ride and all of a sudden after it was done, we just felt like, okay, we're in the Christmas spirit now. Oh, like it cool. kicked mm-hmm. off our Christmas season. <laughs> when we started, it was Thanksgiving, came yes. out, it was Christmas. Yeah, it was nice. amazing. 
But the regular It's a Small World, I feel, is a little overrated. Mm. And I don't usually like to go on it because that song <laughs> is very much an earworm. Yep. And so an I just reserve my small world for Christmas. We we had a large group that went to to Disneyland in J- January, and so I was with different people, different times, and I, somehow I always got stuck with a group that had not gone on Small World yet. So I rode Small World four times in three days. Wow. So I want to say overrated, but it is a classic, uh, and I I love the characters there. I love the characters they have put into the ride. I think because I don't see that very much because I go to the Disney World one, uh, and so if anything else, I'm going to say underrated to rated i'm gonna put i was gonna say rated directly it's it is what it is you get on small world you know what you're getting into with small world don't go on there complaining i didn't know it was gonna be like this yes you did you knew exactly what it was gonna be like <laughs> you knew the you knew the song the creepy dolls you just get to look for you know moana and there's woody and whatever now on the disneyland version but i'm gonna say just evenly rated jen i mean so for me I'm going to call it straight up rated and i and i do think that it depends on how often you've been on it too i mean and that there are significant differences between mm-hmm. world and land. And I love that lands is the original and I like the incorporation of some of like the newer characters into it. So that's why I'm, I'm going to give it rated, but I have yet to see it at Christmas. That's <gasps> on my bucket list. Yeah. I want to see it too. I did. Yeah. I finally got to see the haunted mansion overlay for nightmare before Christmas. And that was on my list, but we were too early for small world. Okay, so I have a question for yeah. Disney World. How is it different? Does it not have the characters in there? Does like, not it have any of the characters. Oh, that's yeah. what makes it fun because you can mm-hmm. pick out Peter Pan or mm-hmm. Aladdin or so yeah. In Disney World, instead of having that song, they play Baby Shark. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. whatever earworm works. Yeah, absolutely. And if they you wanna, don't do they the motions, keep with the times. if you don't do the motions correctly, you have to go back through it. I mean, yeah. I was there or four you get times. Stuck. Before exactly. You get stuck in there. In the last room. Dark. Exactly. Wow. So they don't do the overlay over at Disney World they either? Don't do, no, they don't, they do, don't do any do overlays. Any like overlays. Yeah, because they can't have they that can't. closing refurbishment time. Yeah. How sad. Oh, my yeah. God. You guys have to see the, the Christmas version is... I love yeah. it. So well, I, mean, I want to see Hyperspace Mountain. I want to see like yeah. Now I've seen Hyperspace Mountain. So, that is great. Yeah. No, yeah, I have seen, seen that, but I want to see it at Disney World. I oh, you want to see it at World? Oh, they, I'd love that at Disney They World. tried to do something with Star Wars there at Space Mountain and Disney World, and it was just really like you heard the music, and because the music in, in Space Mountain and Disney World is not in the vehicles, it's just overhead speakers. Uh-huh. So it's like music. Yeah. And that's how the music sounded and they'll have these really weak projections on the ceiling and like what, the projections are, aren't as strong be, as in supposed the supposed to be layout. laser blast and you're like I think that was a laser blast but that could be a light falling I don't know what that is it might have been one of the comets <laughs> I don't know we don't know so so yeah we, we, we missed that but I guess that's a good time then to jump onto Space Mountain because that's where we were going to go mm-hmm. next Sarah Space Mountain okay Start, that uh, is one of the mountains mm-hmm. and I believe it's definitely rated like it's mm-hmm. worth it it's the the line is usually 60 minutes or more and that's because it's a really awesome ride it is. even though it's very short uh you it's like the most fun two minutes minute and a half <laughs> ever <laughs> and when they did that space mountain overlay it like kicked it up even like five notches because mm-hmm. all of a sudden yeah. you're there's a reason for you to be spinning around in space. You know, you're dodging, uh, you're dodging X, not X-wing. You're dodging tie fighters. Tie fighters. Yeah, tie fighters. Yep. You're dodging the laser blasts. You hear, you hear Ashley Eckstein like telling you things on over your calm, and it's just, it's so cool, and I, I love it so much. So definitely rated for me. 
Love that. For me, for me, it's, and I know we're trying very hard, Jen and I are trying hard not to compare these rides to the Disney World rides. Space Mountain is so overwhelmingly fantastic as compared to the world version. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like the world version at all. I love the Disneyland version. I'm going to say, if anything, it's underrated, especially for people who have been only on the world version. Mm. You will not even understand how great the Disneyland yeah. version is because it's so it's, it's smoother. It's so much smoother. It's done a little bit differently. It it's works better. It fits better. The, the seats are better. Everything about it is just better. And so for anything, to me, it's just underrated. I would ride that ride over and over and over. Whereas with world, one time, I'm done. I've, I've ridden it. I'm finished. My back can only take so much. You know, I'm getting older now. So <laughs> one time. I still love World's version, but Disneyland's is far superior. Yes. So I would say if you've only been on World's, then it's probably underrated. Otherwise, it's rated. Because people usually, like I said, I think the line is about yeah. right. And I do love the overlays in Disneyland so much. I also caught Ghost Galaxy mm-hmm. when I was out there the one time. And that was, that was cool. So That's really fun as well. That's Richard, fun. your thoughts? I would say in the 1980s, it was underrated, but today it's, it's rated just because we've seen so many advancements in roller coaster technology that if someone had just ridden it for the first time now or last March, then they, <laughs> they would say, oh, okay, it's a fun ride, very fast, very furious, mm-hmm. great, but I was over there at Knott's Berry Farm, and you were hanging upside down. Your inside just turned outside. Your outside just turned inside. And you went down the five freeway. And this one here, you go around a couple of loops. Once again, very, very fun. Mm-hmm. You throw a, a loop-de-loop in there. So much the better. This one doesn't have a loop-de-loop where, you, where you're upside down. Disneyland so, Paris. No, there you go. So I, oh. I think this is a very – you won't waste your time if it's a 60-minute wait. Mm-hmm. Great, great. But get that fast pass. It just—it's yep. not going to be something where it's like what you walk out. It's like wow, Rise of the Resistance is now number two mm-hmm. on my list oh, of, of right. experience. Right. Yeah. All right. So just a couple more here, and I will kick this one off. And we're going to talk about—we're uh, going to talk about the Matterhorn. For me, this ride is way overrated. <laughs> way overrated because this is a version of what space mountain is in disney world it's rickety and it's shaky uh, the last time i wrote it it wasn't as bad as i remember but i did not like it as much uh, i will ride it every time i go because again you're at disney world it's a classic ride it's a one of the classics and i feel as if the classic rides you have to ride but much like a lot of the small world or a lot of the dark rides in Fantasyland, check it off your list like richard said Done it, done it, done it. I'm good. So I'm going to say it's Matterhorn to me is overrated. It really is. It, it just, it, it, it's a reputation alone is what, what carries that ride. Jen? So overrated. <laughs> my butt does not like the Matterhorn. <laughs> and my back does not like the Matterhorn. Yeah. And I was so excited. My first trip to Disneyland, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I can ride the Matterhorn. I'm going to ride the Matterhorn. And we got off and I looked at Brady and he was like, Oh, I was like, I'm not riding that one again. That was, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do have to ride it mm-hmm. because it's a classic, but yeah. Yeah. Rich, Sarah, Matterhorn. I, I would say it's, it's rated. It's there. Mm-hmm. You, you walk by it and you don't, it's like Mr. Cellophane from Chicago. <laughs> you, you walk right by it. It's like, oh, was that, was that a Matterhorn? Did we just pass? I don't know. Let's get back to the galaxy's edge. <laughs> I, I do love the fact that they have that, that rickety sound. It really mm-hmm. plays back. I love nostalgia, so it really plays back too. When I was a kid going on roller mm-hmm. coasters, you hear the tick, 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 tick. So you know what? Just <laughs> I can just hear that soundtrack and bypass the ride and just hear the sound effects and you know, let's move on to a churro. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, I, I love the theming of it. I mean, I love the Swiss Alps, like all that, uh, like, and the, the cue, it's very cute, the music going on, mm -hmm. but the ride itself to me is definitely overrated as well. Like I, I have never had issues on rides in terms of back hurting or anything, but on the Matterhorn, that screws up my back. And mm -hmm. there's yeah. never been a ride that's done that except for that one. And I think the last time I rode that was at the 60th anniversary where we had to ride it because the new Yeti was in place and I was covering that. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to go on once. And I went on once. And I was like, okay, check, done. <laughs> and that's like the last time I've ridden it. So that's what, 2015? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and the only thing I would I would say about this ride, and now, Richard, this was before you. But it better be. Yes. So when I was in college, a bunch of us college friends would go to Disneyland on the weekends. And I had a crush on this one guy. And we would ride the Matterhorn. And oh I would God. try to get to sit with him because before they refurbish the ride, you're, you're like sitting, you know, back to, not back right. to back. Like you're like, you with know, the leg, yes, yeah, yeah. Like the legs are around you. Yeah. So you're like going up like, Ooh, I'm touching, you know, like, so <laughs> wait a minute. This was 2017, Sarah. We've been married since 2009. <laughs> All right. No, now the truth comes know, out. It does, but they've changed the seats since then, yeah. and you're now. Oh, oh yeah. Now yeah. you can't sit together. So no, they're, they're, <laughs> if, if you rub against someone's foot, that's yeah. a lawsuit waiting to happen. Exactly. Oh. So I will say, if you're a teenager and you have crushes, then it's probably rated. Yeah. <laughs> it's all context. It's all yes. about the context. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so we got two more before we finish up our list here. Uh, Roger Rabbit's Go Go Coaster, and and I will start this one. I love this attraction, and if anything, it is underrated because I feel as if Toontown is an area that people kind of walk by, and unless they have small children, they're like, "Well, I got to go in there." It looks like a little kid area. Toontown is fantastic. I love Toontown. And I think Roger Rabbit Go Coaster, because Roger Rabbit does not have a big presence in the park. Mm -hmm. um, our last episode, we talked about, uh, Jen gave a story about how Roger Rabbit was going to be in Hollywood Studios and now isn't, mm -hmm. you know, except for little itty bitty traces you can kind of search up uh, here and there. Uh, and so Roger Rabbit, I wish, wish had a bigger presence. I, I've never met the character. I wish I could. Um, but I oh. love the coaster. I love the Go Go Coaster. I love how much fun it is and the spinning and everything and how colorful and and. You know, for people not that familiar with the movie, I still think you would love it. I, I think it's really, really underrated. Jen? I agree. I mean, and maybe it's because we don't have it on our coast. Yeah, but I think I, that's it too. I think that could play into it. I think the whole Toontown area is slightly underrated. Right. Again, because especially adults are like, oh, I don't need to go there. But it's really cool. There's yeah. a lot of cool nods and like nostalgic things. So I really like that coaster a lot. What do you guys think? I think we've ridden it maybe once and I don't really remember. So <laughs> Right, but I, I've got a very bad flashback. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. And it, it has nothing to do with the ride, but one Halloween they had their candy center set up right in front of, of this attraction. And we were in line and I was looking at the whole Roger Rabbit stuff because I just seen it for the first time. Uh, this is another one that just went, you know, under yeah. my radar in 1988. So we're in, in the, I'm looking at all the uh, all the uh, uh, the sculptures and the paintings and the set design. Great, and we get up to the line where the woman uh, giving out candy was giving out carrots. Hands me a bag of carrots. Like, oh, well, what what am I an animal here? 
and I threw it back into her bucket. her bucket, and I grabbed a, a bag of peanut M and M's. You would think that I just unfroze Walt Disney. <gasps> the looks, hey, sirens went off, paratroopers came down out of nowhere, <laughs> and they had they got people in and Walter White hazmat suits ran over to this big bucket of carrots. They had to take this away, take away the the bucket full of M and M's that I reached in because he had reached in and. And this was this was years before COVID. The, the, this is pre-COVID. So. Yeah. Yes. Like, did, did I just start COVID? I don't. I don't know. But I and I'm looking and they're looking We're at me like blaming Rich. That's why. <laughs> that or okay. Sarah sitting close to the crush on the uh, on the on the Matterhorn. I mean, you know, with the feetsy touchy thing. You're, you're we like, learned important things today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, the show of of learning. <laughs> so whenever I think about Rod, the Roger Rabbit coaster, I always think about that that incident oh where gosh. I started a coronavirus. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> You take, okay. you take down don't Blockbuster. Don't take that out of context. Yes. <laughs> right, don't take that out of context. You so take down Blockbuster. Is- you started COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that, the whole Vietnam conflict back in the 70s? Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I said a thing or two which I shouldn't have. Rich was there during the Yippie invasion in 1970. Yeah, he was happened. one of the ones climbing up the pirate <laughs> exactly. ship. Exactly. Got it. And <laughs> <laughs> the one who, who told Pete Best, you know what? Just get out of the Beatles. This is going <laughs> on. Ringo, step in here. They need a replacement. You or Mickey Dolan. makes so much sense. <laughs> Mickey oh, Dolan. it's all coming together. All right. <laughs> final, final one here. And this is a little bit different. So we'll let, uh, we'll let Rich and Sarah start this one off. Overrated, underrated, just perfectly rated. The Max Pass system. Oh, using oh. max passes paying for the max passes and how that works what do you guys think i would say it kind of depends on your situation but i would say it's underrated mm-hmm. because like i don't think as many people know about it or if they do but when you do actually try it like so so like richard and i we go there a lot as pass holders so we don't really get the opportunity to use the max pass a lot or we don't feel the need to uh, but when we have friends in town who are spending the whole day at Disneyland, that is when you want to use your max yes. pass. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like I spent a day with my fangirl friends from fangirls going rogue and they, they were in town. And so we spent the whole day there and you'd be sitting eating at a restaurant and you'd be like, Oh, what do we want to go on next? And then you just pull up your phone and be like, oh, let's book this fast pass. Bam, 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 done. And then, and you could go like ping pong between the two parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the amazing thing about Disneyland. And what I love most about it is that mm-hmm. DCA Disneyland, it's a simple two minute walk across the plaza. You're in another park yes. and you can go on, uh, I want to say Tower of Terror, but it's Guardians Galaxy. of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians. Guardians Breakout, of the Galaxy. Yeah. And then you can go back. You can ride on Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, like ping pong back and forth. And I just, I love that. And I think it's really cool mm-hmm. if you're going to spend the whole day. Now, mm-hmm. if you're just a pass holder who's popping in for the evening, there's no need to pay right. that extra, I think, $15. Right. 15 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Now, so... But, but yeah, definitely it's worth it if you have a whole day and you're, you know, with people who maybe you don't get to spend a lot of time with. And so it maximizes that time. It is one of those things I think that it kind of falls under the category of if you're okay, spending the money on it is very worth it. I could see where a family of five being there three or four days, that would get really expensive, you know, yes. uh, but just a single person, two people, three people, whatever, $15 a day, it's it's really worth it. It really is because it makes it so much easier because you have, I, I, I mean, you have quicker access to a lot of the attractions. You get more things done. And even if you have like a family or four or five, 
it still might be worth the extra expense because you're now not spending so much in line with at your small for children one for one day yeah. at least. And you can pick your days. You don't have to do the, yeah. the blanket like the entire week is just max pass. Um, so you can definitely, you know, pick and choose as you want. But I would say it's underrated. It really is because it's a system that I think if you use it properly, you can save so much time and make it so worth it. Jen, you yeah, kind of feel the same? You can get your pictures too. Yes, right? that's you huge too. Yeah. That is huge. That's huge. Especially yeah. if you have a little child mm -hmm. who like, it's a picture day. Like that's right. worth it right there. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's what definitely makes it worth the money. It would be worth the money if it was just for the fast passes mm -hmm. to me. Like you said, for an all day thing, not if you're just right. like popping in for a couple hours. But the fact that you get all of your photos I mean, that's pretty huge because you can pay for the memory maker. I don't remember what it is at Disneyland right now, but I mean. It's like 69 or 70 six, or I was going to say, like it's yeah. not 100, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's up there. Yeah. You know, that, and it's just, it's great memories. It's mm -hmm. so much more convenient. I mean, I've done the Fast Pass run. <laughs> like, yes. no. <laughs> you yes. Know, Give me all your Fast Passes. Okay. I'll okay, be back. Tickets. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's just nice yeah. not to have to do that, especially in the blazing heat. My whole life is based on convenience and air conditioning. <laughs> you put the two together and I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> so I, I love the convenience of it all. Get to stay in the air conditioning of these restaurants and areas where you can be comfortable and not have to wait mm -hmm. in lines. Perfect. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. And yeah. I, I made a deal with Sarah. You can get whatever you want. Just never tell me the, the price. We've <laughs> entered so many of these Star Wars Disney, Disney run, Disney run, run Disney races. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. Don't even show me the credit card bill. You want to get these max passes? Here you go. I'll look the other way. You sign for it. We're off. This is a solid. This is. I a like solid that. Plan. This is a good marriage. Good plan. Good marriage. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Good I. Plan. <laughs> my husband like, and I hey, have Brady, the same agreement. Brady, about come something. in here, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. Brady and I already have this agreement, especially with, like in certain areas. Like if it is about Disney or music, mm -hmm. we don't. It's like. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Final nice. question as we kind of wrap this up. Uh, Jen, we'll come to you first. Um, okay. Two attractions. Is there yeah. one that we didn't talk about that was you think is actually kind of overrated? And is there one we talk, didn't talk about that you think is maybe a little underrated in Disneyland Park? In Disneyland Park. Okay, so one that for me, and I get that people are going to probably disagree with me on this, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's because we don't have it in the world. I love the storybook canal boats. Yes. I think mm -hmm. people don't think about them at all. So I would say they're somewhat underrated. People just like don't go on it. I love the canal boats. Yeah. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> Jen, have you been on the canal boats when the fireworks happen? <gasps> no. Okay. Then, then the fireworks exactly. really happen. So ah. there's, there's, you have to time it right. But when the fireworks are happening, the canal boats stop. But if you're on a canal boat, you get to watch the fireworks from the canal boat that is and it's magical this is now goals this is <laughs> this is going to happen it's going to be christmas time i'm going to ride swell world and then i'm going on the canal boats for fireworks oh my gosh but and now you know that it's going to happen you're prepared because when we first did it the boat stopped and the girl running the boat she just sat back put on her lip gloss <laughs> and it's like she are we stuck anything. what's because the fireworks hadn't happened just yet and all of us on the boat are like what is this a takeover are there, are there pirates going to board us? Let's go. <laughs> and she just sat there. Do you want to tell us what's going on? She would point up. What are we looking at? Just use your words. And she never, she, she didn't. She just, she, I don't know. She, there was a block there and she just, she just wouldn't tell us 
what was going on. Figuring, you know what? The fireworks are going to happen. I'm already mentally on my on my day off. Like I'm already break. break. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, like five minutes later, see the fireworks. Like, oh, that's what you were pointing to, which didn't have any any context five minutes ago. Right. But (laughs) now, now that you're fully prepared, when the boat stops, you go, okay, now I know what's going on. Yes. Okay, I'm so doing this for you guys. (laughs) Anything uh, we didn't mention that you think is overrated and or underrated that you want to throw out there? I have some things. Yes, please. Okay. I, I got something. Okay. That, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll go first. So I'll start with the negative. So the under mm-hmm. for the overrated thing, I feel like the blue Bayou restaurant, honestly, is a little overrated. I see that. Mm-hmm. It's everyone <laughs> wants to get in there. It's hard to get a reservation. Mm-hmm. You get in there. And if you're not so into New Orleans food, like it's not that great. And honestly, some of that stuff's too spicy for me. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very pricey. And the mm-hmm. coolest thing about it, I mean, is that you're in a ride. You're, you're having this meal in a ride. But if your table is more towards, like not towards the bayou, but towards the en- entrance to the restaurant, mm-hmm. it's, yep. it's very busy. It's just like a normal restaurant, you know? Mm-hmm. So to really have the right experience, you have to have the right table right on yeah. the edge yeah. by the by the pirates of the caribbean that was our experience so, in january i think yeah. for me yeah mm-hmm. oh. yeah we were by yeah. the door yeah, yeah. it was okay it was, it was i like it better that, for that's lunch the restroom is and yeah, yeah exactly the yeah. monte cristo is not as expensive yeah. Yeah. yes yes yeah. i can see that so mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's my yeah. underrated richard did you have maybe an underrated and then we can go overrated yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, don't, you don't have to say don't one. make me say it but smugglers run Mm-hmm. Oh. I knew that. I knew that. I knew I, that about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to have to go there, but you're the uh, the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> I fold under peer pressure. Let it out, Rich. Let it out. It's a safe place. Hey, it's safe. <laughs> We're a young podcast. Nobody will hear this yet. So you know. <laughs> All right. You know what? Just, but just edit this part out, would you? Exactly. Because I I love the queue. I love seeing oh, yeah. Hondo and Naka. I go walking into the Millennium Falcon cargo hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wow, it's a it's a religious spiritual mm-hmm. experience. Hate the fact that a minute and a half later they're already ushering you out. Right. But I just I yeah. just want to stay in there the whole day. Then you get to the the ride and it's all my life since 1977 I've always dreamt of being in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. So now you're here. Now you have a mission. Mm-hmm. But instead of watching in front of you, watching what's going on, you have to turn and press all these blinking buttons. Mm-hmm instead of maybe an arm folding down in front of you like a keyboard and now you're pressing buttons but now you're yeah. looking ahead and with the with the gunner i want that that old Atari 2600 joystick uh, where you can go yeah. like where you can wiggle it around instead of having to yep. blue green red blue it's, it's like am I, am I playing simon here red green blue blue green red am i, am I hitting something i don't know you're showing your age yeah. <laughs> 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 why because i mentioned Atari 2600 and <laughs> Simon. And Simon? <laughs> All right. Remember when you were playing Battleship? <laughs> so That's so funny. It, it's it, everything up to the actual experience of the yeah, actual the cockpit. cockpit ride is great. But uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at this as a work in progress. At some point, someone's going to say, okay, let's, now that the park is shut down, let's listen to Rich and have these fold-down consoles mm-hmm. where you can – Look at the buttons and the Atari 2600 joystick in front of you, but yet still yeah. look at what's outside. Mm-hmm. I, I can't press buttons and then aim at TIE fighters outside at the same time. 
Yeah. No. My eyes don't do that Admiral Akbar thing where they can split apart. That would well, be kind of cool, though. The good yeah, thing is be. those buttons are they're very large and they're very green, so you can see them out of your peripheral, so that does help, but I completely understand that. So, when it's a red button, yeah. I'm all over that. <laughs> but now, <laughs> Give me a red button. Now, okay, going back to the, <laughs> yeah, the pilot is cool. Yeah. But going back to the park with COVID, no one's going to want to press the buttons. Right. Oh, that's true. They'll use those little <laughs> handle things with a button, like the elevator pusher yeah. things that you can purchase. They'll just kind of yeah. be pressing oh, on those. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta <laughs> bring in some Clorox naps. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned having thinking about something that was maybe a little underrated. Uh, what was that yeah. you were thinking of? Oh, okay. So I feel that all of like the Dapper Dan's and the street <gasps> oh, musicians yeah. and all of that, especially on Main Street, is a little underrated. I mean, it's, it's hard because sometimes I mean I try to catch the times but the best the best part about it is when you're walking down main street and all of a sudden something starts and you're like oh perfect let's go over here you mm -hmm. know and that's like the best and to cap it all off the i think the most underrated thing on main street is the flag ceremony yes that happens yes. at sunset because mm -hmm. you get the Disneyland band, you get the Dapper Dans, you get all the people in a circle and you get veterans who stand mm -hmm. up when their, when their theme is played. Like it's so Beautiful. emotional. Mm -hmm. Like I cry every time. And absolutely. It's, it's that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's another thing too, that people don't either don't pay attention to, or they kind of walk by, Oh, look, that's cool. And they keep or walking. maybe they don't even know it's yeah. a thing. Oh, exactly. If you're like in the back exactly. of the park, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. every day, every day at mm -hmm. like four thirty five sunset something like yeah that. right okay you know what i've got one more that's very okay. underrated yes I'll, an experience with no weight people watching sit yourself down and you'll really learn a, a lot about sociology yes you'll learn a lot about you people, are correct behavior <laughs> and things that you can play a game would i ever do this at their age no <laughs> no i wouldn't like the the text stoppers Yes. So in a very busy alleyway or a walkway, they're, they're going to stop to send a text. And meanwhile, there's a, a, a domino effect of people behind you <laughs> who are all running into each other because you had to send out a tweet about how hot Disney is that day. Mm -hmm. Best First, is like, I, I remember waiting for the last electrical parade in Disney World. This was in, in World. And because I staked at my spot like two hours before, oh, the people watching. Oh, tremendous. Sarah and I went to this, this press, this press event and we were like very, we're up close. This is a, a great seat. And as soon as the event started, everyone raised their cell phones. So if you're not in the first row, you're being blocked forget about by it. a row of iPhone 10. Especially if you're five, two, five, three, like me. Like, oh, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to watch this later on in someone else's stream because I can't, right? see it. I can't just, see it. Just watch it through their cell phone. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, person, the person text stops and the person right behind them, that's a scooter that just ran into them. And behind them is a double stroller that just ran into them and the whole thing. Yeah. Stuff. Chip and Dale are, are falling into the river. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a mess. But it's, it's a lot of fun just watching going, yeah. How big is this bubble that you're living in? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and sometimes we've had to tell people, oh, don't don't stop in the middle of a very busy walkway. Keep on moving. They look at you like, how dare you? How dare you put me in my place? I mean, like now, if you have to sign up for Rise of the Resistance, it is permissible to be like in your phone, but you pull off to yeah, like exactly. A, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. sure. All right, I'm over in this area. No one's gonna be walking over top of me. Right. <laughs> so yeah, for well, me, I think. Yeah. 
Autopia is completely overrated to me. I don't like Autopia because it's really nothing but a go-kart ride on a track and you go one big loopy loop in circle. Uh, it's a lot like Tomorrowland Speedway, which I avoid at all costs if I can because it's oh, so much better than the Speedway can't, though. Can't do, yeah, maybe, but I, I don't do Autopia either if I can help it. For me, underrated, however, I was going to say the canal boats because I love the canal boats. I think the mm-hmm. canal boats are just spectacular. Um, I just think they're fun. And yeah. But another thing to throw on there, kind of in tandem, is the Casey Jr. ride as well. Oh, which yeah. does, it's really mm-hmm. it's classic. It's smooth moving. Mm-hmm. It goes, the train track goes around. You can see the canal boats from the, yeah. from the Casey Jr. And you can look down mm-hmm. and see everything. So it's really cool. So do those together. I think they're, they're fantastic. And it has uh, the music from yes. Dumbo. Yeah. Casey yes. Jr. is coming down mm-hmm. the track mm-hmm. with the smoke. Casey Jr. Love it. Well, Skywalking, this has been wonderful. I have loved being able to talk to you guys Mm -hmm. and have you guys on our show. Um, You guys do multiple podcasts as well. So what other, where other, where else can people find you on the podcasting realm? All right. Well, you can find me. I'm on Fangirls Going Rogue, which is uh, all female Star Wars podcast I do with my friends, Trisha and Teresa. And that's at fangirlsgoingrogue.com. And then, Richard, we have multiple podcasts on our network, too. Yeah, you know, once you start podcasting, you, you, you can't stop. Yeah, it's an addiction. It's true. Yeah. I yeah. also have a Planet of the Apes podcast because there is no vintage Planet of the Apes podcast out there. And it's, the vintage era is still a huge thing in the ape mm-hmm. community. It's even bigger than a lot of the, of the current franchises now. And I, and I grew up with Planet of the Apes, love Planet of the Apes. So I thought, you know, let's watch the original shows and break them down, see if they still hold up. And 40 plus years later, those Planet of the Apes TV shows still hold up. And the films, wow, they're like Star Trek. They have so much commentary, social, mm-hmm. social commentary mm-hmm. behind each and every film that they just really speak to you today. And aside mm-hmm. from that, we also have another Star Wars podcast called Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics. Mm-hmm. That's yep. where we break mm-hmm. down every issue of the Classic Marvel comic series from 1977 through 1986. In fact, this week, we're putting out a whole new episode of Classic Marvel oh. Star Wars Comics. Yeah. And there's so, much, there's so much fun to go over. They because, really are. Because as we're noticing, there's a lot of names and places and locations in these comics that the current day authors and filmmakers, they'll pick something from those and put it in their films. The right. Cloud Riders from Solo, a Star Wars story, were taken from the Star Wars comics wow. in the 1970s. Yeah. Oh, wow. And a lot of planets that planets, you- Planets, ship names. You'll read something in, in a novel that came out today. It's like, oh, that's a fun name. But you realize, oh, that had its origin back in 1979 in huh. issue five. Yep. Oh, that's that's, that's cool, cool connection. The connections that's are cool. That's super cool. Yeah, love so it. we love pointing those out. We love reviewing these, these comics. People who, like Sarah, never read these comics as a kid, so she's coming in with a whole new perspective. I like sharing my stories when I would read them, when I read these comics as a kid. Or see the mm. cover on the newsstand as yeah. a kid. Yeah, and yeah. those spinner racks. Very cool. Where can, now, where can people find you on, on the vast interwebs if they want to hunt you up and follow you on all the places? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can follow us. We are at Skywalking Pod on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> and then I am at Jedi Tink. So like Jedi Tinkerbell. And Richard is, well. At Sithrich. Sithrich. But one of the best ways to get a hold of us right now is through Force Fest. And that's our yes. virtual Star Wars convention. Mm-hmm. So that is at Force Fest Saga. Once again, that is the weekend of August 28th through the 30th. When of I course. say ours, I mean, we're, we're one of the admins with some other 
content creators. Of course, you can always go to themscpodcast.com and on the sidebar, they're friends of the show. We'll have, their, we'll have them up there. Click on there. They'll take you to the website and find all their information as well. Um, Jen, I know that we have talked about having them on for a little while. How much fun Absolutely. have you had? Oh my gosh, this has been fantastic. I know this was like, again- was it rated, overrated, or underrated? <laughs> I'm going to say it's just rated. Yeah. That's fine. I feel like it lived up to the hype, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, when, when, when David is done editing, maybe we'll sound better. I'll say, I'll say Richard is perfectly rated. Sarah, probably a little underrated. You yeah. know? Oh, my. There you go. So. I'm, I don't underrate you, sweetie. Oh, I know. That <laughs> <laughs> You're an 11 in my book. Smart husband right there. <laughs> nice. And here, oh. now here's my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, baby Yoda. <laughs> So that is Rich and Sarah from Skywalking to Neverland. Jen, that was pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. That I... was hilarious. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> and if you if you missed any of their contact info, just go to skywalkingthroughneverland.com and all their stuff is there. And of course, you can go to the sidebar on the page, themsepodcast.com, which is our website. Go to the sidebar there, see friends of the show, click on their picture, and it'll take you there as well. And of course, you can find us at all the usual type places. Just go to the contact information, find all of our stuff there. You'll see all Jen's stuff, Instagram, Twitter, and, and all that all that crazy stuff. I think she's got a MySpace and a Zangun or live journals up. And, Duh. You Who know, doesn't have MySpace? Her, her Angel Fire page is up there somewhere, so you can find that <laughs> as well. And you know, uh, just go to uh, excited.com or altavista.com and search us out as well. So you know, we're, we're in all those usual type places because yeah, yeah. we're modern and fancy. Uh, so, Jen, do we have a magical moment to end this show out with? We do have a magical moment. And what I love about this one is it just shows how magical moments don't even have to be something big and flashy, but it's just those little like extra things that you might not think about. So this is actually from one of our um, lovely stars, Patty. And she was walking through World Showcase in Epcot, um, heading back to the beach club, which as you know, is walkable from Epcot. We highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. And her little two month, at the time, two month old was in a stroller and it started to rain and you know florida rains they go from like oh a little little drizzle to right like, whoosh in like no time and then um, three thousand percent humidity for the rest of the correct, afternoon for the yes. rest of the afternoon until yep. it rains unless it rains yep. again um and a cast member was working crowd control for illumination so this was in the evening um took off his poncho and gave it to her as a stroller cover so oh that's the, fantastic i know isn't that just so adorable and sweet and like Oh my gosh! Because little baby Philip, I know that it was baby Philip. So that's. I mean, it's it's fun because you know magical moments many times are in the form of you get free. You know, somebody's sick, so they get a big free Mickey Mouse or whatever, or you know, the room. There's something special in the room, or oh my gosh, we got a free, we got a free dessert or whatever. But just something so simple as a it's a cast member that's like I've got a poncho, I can replace this poncho, but they really need it. So here you go, you take literally giving you the poncho off my back. That's literally. I mean, I just think that is. I love that. I love that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome for Patty and awesome for everybody else. That's that's fantastic. And of course, thank you so much for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Share the show. Go on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Do we even still use iTunes anymore? Is that a thing anymore? I have it on my computer, but is it? Well, it's Apple Podcasts. I have it on my computer where I can still do podcasts because I have my iPod, my 160 gigabyte iPod. And I love it so much. 
I can't, guys. Please Wonderful. Add him and tell him to please upgrade. Why would I do that? On my phone, my phone, my phone will hold like I don't know, 300 songs conservatively. My iPod, 13,000 songs, audiobooks, yeah, files. Like 256 so gig. Phone. I can't afford good. that. This podcast is not making any money yet. So we're probably looking at episode 100, 200, 300, something. Maybe we'll monetize. I don't know. Exactly. You guys be be wonderful this week. Have a great week. Be nice to each other. Be kind. Spread that pixie dust everywhere. And hey, thank you, Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.